Hey guys, welcome to Touch by Prayer. Oh my goodness, if you can understand the excitement I have right now, my goodness gracious, because look who I have. Oh yes, I do. I have Dr. Brian Simmons and his beautiful wife, Candace Simmons. And we are going to talk about the passion translation. We are going to prophesy. We are going to talk about encounters, and we're going to talk about the love of Papa. We're going to talk about how much God loves us, and we are going to just kind of see what the Holy Spirit wants to do. This is just such a divine appointment. I actually had the um, privilege of uh, meeting uh, Dr. Um, Simmons uh, just last Sunday, and uh, no, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before. And let me just tell you, it was just just connections. And that's what I believe that we're coming into. I believe that this is going to be a season of connections. And so just, you know, start, start looking at some different people that have been coming into your life because God is doing something different. So make sure that you share the broadcast because it is going to be a power packed hour. I am super, super excited. When somebody told me about the passion translation, um, I was like, what? <laughs> and they said, you need to start reading it. And I said, okay. So I, I, I didn't quite understand it, but they said, you need to read it and you actually need to read song of songs of the passion translation. And again, I was like, Hmm, okay, let me, let me just go ahead and let me find it. Well, I am so happy to say that when I found it and after weeping, because it is so beautiful and so powerful, it changed my entire perspective of, of Song of Songs. Because somebody once said to me that you need to read Song of Songs to understand the, the love that God has for you. And I still had a hard time with it. But after reading this particular version um, of Song of Songs, the Passion Translations version, it it woke up something inside of me. And it started, it started a journey into seeing God through eyes of love. Not that I didn't love him because you know I've always loved Papa, but but it but again, like even my verbiage right now. See, I started off with like Lord, then I started out with Father, then I went to Daddy, and now it's to Papa, which I never thought I'd be saying. But what this has done is it's opened up this whole new way of seeing the word of God. So I am so excited. And without further ado, I am going to bring on Brian and Candace Simmons. Thank you guys for coming on Touch by Prayer. Oh, this thank is you, Lisa. so fun. Okay. So there's so much that I want to talk about. And of course, I want to talk about the Passion Translation. But I would really like to kind of go back to when you guys because it, it was through a radical encounter that you really found this this great love. You found your first love. And I think that especially with all the news that we're hearing, you know, about different celebrities who are coming to the Lord and they're super, super excited and they want to shout it at the rooftops. <laughs> right? Don't you feel that way? Oh yeah. Absolutely. And, and so it's like when you when you fall in love, don't you tell like all your friends? That's right. <laughs> you have right? to. You can't keep it in. Right? Kanye's right? 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 just better. telling his friends, man. That's all he's doing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, You're my Chick-fil-A. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So why don't why don't you just give a little bit of a backstory about the two of you? And then we're gonna we're gonna dive into the passion translation, but we're also gonna talk about like how God is starting to shift and change a culture to looking at not so much at <laughs> law, but looking at love. Yes. Oh, I love that. Well, Candace and I, we met 
on the playground in grammar school in first grade. <laughs> we have been in the same, believe it or not, we grew up in the same community and went to the same grammar school, same middle school and yeah. same high school. And she was very smart and beautiful, but she wouldn't have anything to do with me and I don't blame her. I was a little bit on the wild side and uh, I got into uh, drugs and all kinds of despicable things. But Jesus saved me radically, 1971, August the 8th, 1971. I had a radical conversion. And then I found out that a group of college students had been praying for me because they'd heard yep. that I was in trouble and I needed God. So they prayed for a miracle and it happened. And I showed up at their Bible study and who was there but this beautiful brunette, Candace Williams. And uh, we had a long engagement of three weeks and got married and committed at the wedding altar to go to the jungle as missionaries and take the gospel where, where it had never been before. So I'll let you take it from there. Well, I'll just say that we were both radically saved. I was in church all my life and uh, I was more of a do-gooder. And it was just as hard as for me to get saved as it was for him, maybe even more because I thought that I was a Christian and I, but I hadn't. I never had a radical, uh, radical experience with God. And once I had that encounter with him, my life changed so drastically. It was like I was that new person that the scripture talks about. And Brian as well, both of us uh, were on fire for God. From the moment that we had that encounter with him of salvation, uh, wow. we've never been the same. Wow. And we just wanted to give our hearts fully to him and we said lord whatever you want us to do that's what we want to do we want to do the 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 heart we really want to do the hardest thing we could thought we want to give our whole soul yeah. everything to him and so well, it was where we, we went to the mission field oh. and uh, we wanted to go to the poorest of the poor and to those that had never heard and uh, those that could never pay us back for what we did, we, we just want to give our heart totally for missions and for a people that had never heard the word of God. What a joy that was. So after uh, a number of years in the in the rainforest as church planters and the linguists, tribal consultants, uh, we, we saw a mighty move of God. Salvation rolled like a river into our village. And in a very short period of time, conversion hit our entire village. And the church is established. They worship twice a day. They would think it'd be really weird if you only worship on a Sunday. They would, they would, they would feel they would weep if that was the case. They want to come together twice every single day before they go to their fields and when they come back in the evening. And they worship, love Jesus. They have the New Testament in their language. So to fast forward, after ministering 18 years across the river there behind you, all the way up into Connecticut. Uh, after 18 years in the New Haven, Connecticut area, we we uh, handed our church over. It was called Gateway, beautiful church. Some of your uh, viewers may have actually been there to visit us at one time. But uh, after pastoring 18 years, we handed it over to younger generation, and I had a divine encounter. Lisa, we're doing all the talking. I should take a breath and let you jump in. But no, no, no. This is, trust me, this is all good. And I, I think that when you start to see, like when you have a radical encounter with the Lord, it's a game change. It's like, oh no, game on. You can't go back to like yeah. status quo. You just can't do it. You have yeah. such a fire in your belly, right? Mm -hmm. Well, the fire came through the wall of my room 
And uh, the man on. on fire stood in front of me. His name is Jesus Christ. Come you know, and I tell people I had a personal visitation from Jesus and they think it's it's weird or horrible. How could, how dare you say that? You know, Jesus is coming to Muslims all over the world. Yes. He's yeah, visiting, uh, you know, he's touching Kanye West. He's touching celebrities, uh, Hugh Jackman professing Jesus Christ just the last yeah. week and other celebrities mm -hmm. coming to know Jesus. Well, we were yeah. celebrities, but Jesus stepped into my room and he blew on me and said, I'm commissioning you to do this translation project. So I'm doing this in obedience. There's only one reason why I'm doing it, and it's it's obedience to God. If you translate the Bible or you clean the toilets, if Jesus tells you to do it, it pays the same. It's all counts the same. No matter what our life is about, as long as we're obedient to what he tells us, that's it. We don't have to worry about you know fame, notoriety, or money. What we need to focus on is obedience to the Son of God and His Word. Absolutely, and I, I just I have to just kind of go back a little bit <laughs> because because Jesus blew on you because there. Okay, I, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I've never ever shared this, but I was sitting in my. This is when I first got filled with the Holy Spirit, and so when I got filled in in 2009, it was like November of 2009. It was actually the day that Billy Joe Dougherty. Um, passed away. That was the day that I got filled with the Holy Spirit. And it was probably sometime in 2010. And I was sitting and I was praying in the spirit when this, when someone came in front of me, I'm like, oh, and I was like, oh. and I was like, what was that? I didn't know what that was. And I've never heard of somebody who got, that they got blown up. So please explain to me what well, happened you know, because I'm very excited right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, apparently this has happened to you, but yeah. it, it happened to the disciples in the upper room uh, mm -hmm. after the resurrection. Mm -hmm. Jesus came and he blew on them. He, he breathed upon yes. them, which yeah. I think is uh, he kissed them and with Aww. his breath. And uh -huh. the breath of heaven came upon these holy men of God. And I'm not comparing myself to them uh, in any way. But I can tell you the truth. Jesus came and gave me this commission. And uh, I, I'm so thrilled. And the rest of the story is is like, wow, we've got the New Testament done. Uh, people are, are being touched. People are being converted, coming to know Jesus. Uh, we have uh, I have a picture with Katy Perry holding the Passion Translation. I have pictures She's of celebrities so coming back. that are yes, coming. You're right. Prodigals are coming home. Heck Probably yeah, I'm calling out. Tom Cruise in. I'm oh, calling Tom on. Cruise yes. in. Yeah. Come on, Tom Cruise. I have yeah. been praying for this boy. <laughs> I've been praying for him for such a long time. Yeah. And it was funny because there was one time I was praying for him all day, all day, all day, praying for him, praying for him. I'm like, what the heck is happening? And it was the day that his um that that it was on the news that he and um and his wife, his uh, wife Katie uh, Holmes, separated. Uh -huh. That divorced. That she filed for divorce. It was that yeah. day. Wow. And as soon as it was released on the news. It left that burden, wow. that heaviness. Yeah. So well, mission possible. You know, yes. Jesus yes. can can get that wonderful man and, right. and touch his Absolutely. heart. He did Heck me. Yeah. I was as he wayward as they come. And <laughs> and Jesus mm -hmm. has changed my heart, my want to. Uh, my mm. want to is I want to please the, yeah. the Lord. I used to just want to please myself, but I now I want to do what yeah, he has I for me. I've never seen anybody change as radically as my husband. 
What? Well, I go, can tell you. Yeah, was, talk, talk about that because I think it's important for people to understand. Like, because, well, no, the reason that I'm bringing this up, Candace, yeah. is that there are a lot of people, and I don't want to make this about Kanye, although yeah, this yeah. is a very hot topic right now. And people can't understand how he was one way one day and he was something else the next. So well, talk yeah. about like how, what happened? <laughs> it was prayer, you know. His my best friend came into my Bible study that I had started, and I hadn't been a Christian very long, but I knew enough that I needed to gather with his people. And so we gathered to do a Bible study, and his best friend came and said, uh, my, my best friend is about to be court-martialed, and we need to pray for him because uh, he's looking at the Bible, he's reading the Bible right now, and let's just pray that he finds him, finds Jesus as oh, he yeah. reads the Bible. But his life was such a wreck, he actually ran from the draft, and at the last minute, he decided that he didn't want to be uh, in Canada the rest of his life, or somewhere besides the U.S., and so he went back and uh, he went into the army the last day, but he yeah. was in drugs and he was but it's a uh, change. It's a drinking and change that he's, you know, he was just totally uh, unregenerate. And uh, I guess I've been radical. And when he got everything. saved and he came, he came back yeah. to us, we could hardly believe it. We, we didn't even believe our own prayers, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it, was, it was such a radical change. So I love that. Boy, that breath came upon me, and from that moment on, I I knew uh, I I was weeping on my face before the Lord, and He gave me some promises, and He He told me I would be misunderstood and persecuted, mm -hmm. but that He would be with me and He would help me and He would be my strength. And of course, it's happened. He's given me secrets uh, of the of the language of Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. And for some reason, that bothers people to say that God has given secrets. Well, the secret of the Lord is with those that fear him. Deuteronomy 29, the secret things belong to God. And uh, the, the Hebrew word secret is translated 29 times mystery in the, in the Greek text as mysterion. So God has secrets. He has mysteries for us. I think we've lost you, Lisa. Sorry, it probably on our end. I don't know. You know, while we're waiting for Lisa, I don't know if uh, it's going on or not, but I really feel like we need to pray for encounters for the people out there, any of you that are watching. So if you've never encountered Jesus, we just ask that his breath blow on you right now, that you receive more of him right now. May he come into your room, wherever you're at, Whatever you're facing, we thank you, Lord. We're going to reboot this. We'll be right back.
Genesis. Uh, I think Lisa's coming back. Yay. Yes, she is. Hi, Lisa. I am. <laughs> That's okay. That means it's going to be a really good show. That's right. <laughs> well, we're glad your viewers yeah. stayed with us. I was just telling them about translating from the book of Genesis, of the, seeing the love of God in places you don't normally see it. Mm -hmm. Where in the garden, Adam and Eve sinned, they were hiding. And mm -hmm. the first thing God did was cover them. He wanted them to have no shame. He didn't, he couldn't stand the thought of his son and daughter hiding in shame. So he put animal skins, and of course it was lamb skin. He killed oh, a lamb. He killed a lamb and clothed his newly created man and woman in the, in the very skin of a lamb. And is that not a picture of the robe of righteousness and just the love of the Father? So I, I was just saying, uh, and glad you got back, but I was just saying to everyone that, you know, the Bible has so many nuances of the love of God if we'll just look for it and, and believe in the love of Christ. And I think that's I think that's one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is because, you know, we we've been we've been conditioned to be so sin focused. And I'm not saying that it's that like sin, sin separates us from the father. And so mm -hmm. if we start to look at sin as something that's going to pull us like from Papa, if we start to look at it that way, what would we ever want to do? That's why I believe that when the Holy Spirit came in and lives inside of us, it keeps a, it keeps that connection. It keeps yeah, right. us wanting to stay close. So it's not that we're because we're not supposed to be focusing on the sin, but we're supposed to be focusing on the connection, the mm -hmm. things that draw us nearer to him. You know, and it's when we start to see that, you know, when one of the things that the Lord started to uh, talk to me, because um, in the very when I when I first started to do this and the Lord told me that I, I that he wanted me to write a book, I was like, ah, I don't know about that. But when he started to kind of talk to me, my brother suggested that I write a blog. So that's what I decided to do. And so I was going to write a blog about the Holy Spirit. And I didn't quite know how to explain the Holy Spirit, except for I just kept seeing Jiminy Cricket, like from, from Pinocchio. That's all I kept seeing. And that that's just how I saw it. But the Lord said to me, there's so much more. And when he started to show me that if we look at that story, that we're like Pinocchio, wanting to do our own thing, wanting to go out into the world, wanting to go find all like the fame and the riches and, and to go and have fun and, and not to be doing what we're supposed to be doing. But he as Geppetto will go out searching for his son. It's really the prodigal, it's really the prodigal, uh, um, prodigal son and the father. Yeah. If you look at the story of Pinocchio, and if you then if you look at it from, oh. a, from a different aspect is you can see that when Pinocchio, Pinocchio repents, and lays down his life to try to save his father when he's when they're in the whale, right? Then it's the That's blue right. fairy that comes and it's the blue fairy that transforms him into a puppet, into a living boy, which is basically Jesus, because Jesus transforms us from something that's dead into something that's fully alive. Uh -huh. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Isn't that? I mean, it was like, hello. You know, so it's like when we start to understand things in because he speaks to us in a language we understand. Uh, apparently, I understand like, you know, storybooks and I understand <laughs> music. And so yeah. that's that's his love language. That's the me. language yes. of God is yeah. story and pictures. Yeah. Exactly. And so as we start to to look at what a father will do 
to get his children back. And if you look at the, from the Old Testament up until the new, it was his pursuit to go after and get back his kids. Mm -hmm. That was all he wanted to do. And he also was talking to me about, because as, as a new believer and I, well, I was saved at 16, but I didn't really read the Bible. And I was still kind of afraid of like, cause God was like, you know, you know, he kind of scared me a little bit, but, but I always talked to him. I always, always talked to him. And so what I started to say, you know, I started to ask him questions and he says, Lisa, I haven't changed. He said, but he says, when your children were little, did you discipline them differently than now when they're older? Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, of course, because they needed to learn. He said, exactly. He said, so the discipline and the things that were restricted was to protect them, but it wasn't for judgment and it wasn't to hinder them, but it was because he loved them so much. He was trying to protect them from the things that could come upon them. You know, I think it's kind of like every relationship, you can misunderstand each other if you're not careful. And especially in the relationship we have with the living God, if we misunderstand his heart, then his words are going to be harsh in our ears. They're going to come across to us like, like, you know, you're not good enough. Uh, I'm a perfectionist and I don't like you unless you're perfect. And, And we get a jaundiced view. Because we don't get his heart first. Mm -hmm. And this is why I feel like the Lord is saying, you know, you've misinterpreted my heart. And when I uh, when I give you instructions, it's because I love you. You know, it's like the church of Laodicea. He says, I counsel you to buy gold. I mean, counsel. Mm -hmm. He could command. He could like uh, rebuke you. Mm -hmm. He's I counsel you. I advise you. Wow. What a gentle savior a king that's giving us wise counsel in our journey not uh, to scare us but to bring us into the this ocean of the love of god so yeah i think knowing god's heart is so important and my history uh in recent in the last 20 years has been a discovery of the heart of god the sacred journey into the heart of god and it led me uh, into the Song of Songs, the greatest book in all the Bible, I'm convinced, is the Song of the yeah. Ages. And God knows mm-hmm. how to touch the heart through song and mm-hmm. poetry and through the texture and nuance and the flavor and color uh, of, of his words that comes from his heart in the Song of Songs. Mm-hmm. The first words of the king in the Song of Songs are, you are lovely. She's in the the chamber room of of the king, and she says, "I'm dark," and he says, "You're lovely." She mm. says, "I'm dark as a tent curtain of the nomads," and he says, "No, you're lovely as the linen curtains that only the high priest sees." So mm. there's a loveliness in us that only God can see. We look mm. at the outward; God looks at the inward, and when He looks in us, He sees a garden. He doesn't see a plant or a shrub. Mm. He sees a garden of delight. We become the fulfillment of Eden. We are the Edenic paradise of bliss to God. And when we learn that we're his banqueting table, that that in Song of Songs, all the things she says about him at the end of the book, he's saying it all back over her. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what love and relationship is all about. So this beautiful love relationship with Jesus and his bride, that has to 
capture us. And when we get that, then we can understand Romans, the romance of Romans. We can understand the holiness of Hebrews Mm. and the instruction of first and second Corinthians. We can get it. The, The lofty pinnacle of Ephesians and the freedom of Galatians, the joy of Philippians. It all comes through the heart of God on the pages of our Bible once we know his heart. So that's the most important thing. And uh, I so appreciate you letting me share this, but that's what the Passion Translation, what we're really trying to do is make sure that the this next generation, that they see the heart of God in his word. Absolutely. I think that's a really important focus for the Passion Translation is that we show his love and that we show the Holy Spirit encounters. And the third thing that you'll see from the Passion Translation is we've uncovered things about women that have been hidden and uh, put yeah. the worth back on the woman. Come on. That, uh, Come on. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. The way that God sees us as women and how he loves us. And yeah. he's released us to minister just like you're ministering, Lisa, so powerfully. And I so enjoyed getting to share at uh, Women on the Front Line with Patricia King and others. Mm-hmm not long ago and to just kind of I got like an hour just to unwrap all of the things I've discovered in the in the translation that mm. vindicates honors celebrates woman and would, it's would it's you amazing. mind sharing some of those things well uh, yeah the the uh the creation of the woman you know if if man is dust in the hands of god then woman is doubly refined because she came from man. And it wasn't a rib. The woman is not a riblet. She is the entire, it says the half of the side. In other words, half of Adam went into Eve. And of course, we all know it's the better half. But it, it's the, you know, it's not a piece of Adam. Uh, God was the Adam splitter. And he took half of Adam's very being and put it and composed this. Uh, amazing counterpart to me called my wife woman and uh, she is to be the helper the hebrew is the word etzer uh, and etzer is not helpmeet and it's not just a helper i mean come on a woman is more than a helper to man that's that's like still way down there somewhere you're my helper my servant no that's not what it means etzer is used uh over 12 times for God as a term for God. God is my etzer. So the same term used for God is used for the woman. I mean, I know that's crazy, but in a sense, she has God-like qualities the man does not have. The nurturing, the care, uh, the sensitivity, intuitive uh, spirit, etc. So this is why the, the woman is under attack by the enemy so often because of the She's packed full of gifts. But let me quickly just give this secret. The uh, ancient Hebrew was all sim- symbols. It was not uh, letters like we think. It was all written in symbols. And the symbols put together gave the meaning of the word. And the symbols of etzer, the three consonants of etzer, those symbols put together means the revealer of the enemy. So I'm going to give you someone so fitting that she will help reveal to you every time the enemy comes after you, she will be a discerner and a revealer of the enemy. 
And that is, if that's help, then give me help, Lord. <laughs> so, so many times, Candace uh, has been quick to show me, uh, you know, men can be a little brain dead at times. We can be a little blind to things where the woman is more intuitive. And Candace so many times has helped me show me where the enemy is trying to come at my life and our ministry. And if I listen to her, <laughs> we're, we're on track. Right, dear? We help one another. Yeah, we do. So. We're well, and if you if you really think about it, like think about the women that used to proceed before the battles. They would go out before they would dance and they would worship. But what they were doing is they were they were setting a tone that they were going in, they were picking up and they were they didn't even realize what they were doing. But it was so important that the women went out before. It wasn't the warriors. It was the women. And I think when we start to understand that, that there is something that God has been using women for. There in so many verses, and he's been really showing me about his heart for women too, yeah. because he was really talking to me about when you read about the different women who cried for babies, they all, I think mm -hmm. all of them, except for one, all had babies. Every single one. Well, yeah, and their children were kings and prophets right. and uh, patriarchs. That's and, right. Yeah, the barren woman in, in the Bible, it, it's a supernatural birthing. We know it's mm -hmm. God that opens the womb. And, and God has chosen the woman to give birth even to Jesus. It was. Mm -hmm. It says that he was born of a woman. Now, in one sense, who was it? You know, who wasn't born of a woman? Why does it say Jesus was born of a woman in Galatians 4, verse 4? It's because there was no male seed. Mm, he was born yeah. fully, completely of a woman. And no other person could be, you know, we were born, you and I and my wife were born of a man and a woman. Right. But not Jesus. There was no male partner. It mm. was God himself that embedded his life, his nature in the womb of a woman. And she was probably 13 years old. We wouldn't even give her a driver's license. And she was carrying the son of God. Sure. So, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's examples, uh, manuscript evidence that is uh, irrefutable that copyists and translators changed a woman's name to a man's name because it had an apostle next to it, that she hmm. was an apostle and they couldn't handle that. And, uh, Junius became Junio or another male name uh, mm -hmm. in Romans 16. And it's it's been proven that the Bible had been tampered with just to come against the fact mm -hmm. that a woman could be an apostle. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a stretch for some of you, perhaps, but uh, it's true. And Cleopas was one of the, you know, the name Cleopas that was... Um, you know, we have the saying, two men on the road to Emmaus. Yes. Well, it wasn't two men. Cleopas oh. was a woman's name. You will not get that in Strong's Concordance. You've got okay. to go a lot deeper into the Hebraic uh, beginning and the roots of that word Cleopas. But it was a woman. Sure. It was a woman's name. The Aramaic makes it really clear that she and an unnamed disciple, it's probably Peter and his wife. That's what I'm, I, as soon as you said yeah. that, as, as soon as you said that, I went, oh, I bet it was Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, is, right? you know, significant. That because he said, didn't our hearts him. burn for him? Yeah. yeah. Because Peter yeah. would have recognized him. As soon as he started, he would have, his heart would have burned. It couldn't right. have just been any disciple. 
because he knew him. He knew him. He was in his presence, regardless of what he looked like, whether he couldn't see him, but his heart picked up. He sensed, he sensed his, he sensed his brother. He sensed it. Additionally, you have the first apostle to the apostles was Mary Magdalene. Yes. Mary Magdalene was not a prostitute. There's no book, no verse in the Bible that says that. Mm. That was uh, traced back to a Catholic homily by a pope in the sixth century. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, I, re- I repent for ever calling her a prostitute. Yeah, she, not a pro- <laughs> yeah. she had seven yeah. demons, but I've, I've, met, a, I've met some men that had more than that. So, all right. Well, I mean, we're we all we're got have to talk about that too. Right. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so, Mary Magdalene, she was the woman at. Uh-huh. A woman at the empty tomb that Jesus yeah. came and she thought it was he was a gardener mm-hmm. and he is a gardener, just not what she thought. Uh, he's mm-hmm. a supernatural gardener of our soul. But right. there he stood and he said the name Mary and then her eyes opened and she realized who it was. And he sent her to the unbelieving guys and said, go tell them yep. I'm alive. So she was the sent one to the apostles. She was the apostle to the apostles. And uh, when you come to Israel with us, there is a special place at Magdala where they mm-hmm. honor Mary Magdalene. It's the city of Magdala was where she was from. And the ancient synagogue that no doubt she worshipped in, maybe the demons came out of her right there. And uh, you'll get to, to see it and, and touch the stones and, come on. and see the very ancient yeah. synagogue on the Galilee where Mary Magdalene, uh, you know, where she met Jesus. So there's endless times in the Bible where I mean you go on and on. You need to tell them about the woman at the well, though. Well, the me. woman at the well. Have you heard that one? Okay, yeah. I'll make it. You can, oh, okay. you can well, tell that. Get ready. If you're going to tell a story about a woman, okay. yeah, you got to okay. tell yeah. that one. Jesus, of course, he had to go through Samaria, not geographically, but uh, spiritually. He was compelled by God to go there, and uh, the woman, her name was Potini. I'll just make it short. Her name was Potini, P-H-O-T-I-N-I. And she was deleted from church records and church history. And I've made a lot of research into this. And I put a footnote in John 4 to help you trace some of this out. But she was deleted from the records because she was a woman. And the earliest church fathers all said that she was uh, a preeminent apostle of Jesus. The woman at the well that met Jesus, 15 minutes, uh, meeting him in his orb, in his realm, and in the aura and the grace that's around Jesus. There she was. She got so anointed. She dropped her water pot. She became a water pot and carried living water back to her village, Sychar. And the whole village came to know Jesus. And church history uh, has recorded that she led not only one village, but multiple villages to Jesus. She was changed by that encounter, followed the lamb, uh, went to Rome, testified before Nero. He uh, tried to kill her in a fiery furnace. Uh, She came out alive. She and the women that were with her after three days, she walked out fine. Uh, So many stories about the miracles that surrounded Potini. And the church knows nothing about her. The Protestant church knows nothing about this woman. And yet she changed the world. And uh, I want to write a book called The Forgotten Disciples and give her a chapter. I want the demoniac 
of the gatherings. I want him to have a chapter because he oh, likewise, heck yeah. he changed heck yeah. the world, the Decapolis uh, <laughs> on the other side of the Jordan. Uh, he testified of Jesus. I mean, the guy was naked in a cemetery Come one on. day, and then he's an apostle converting cities the next Come day. On. He right. tore up the entire Middle East, Come and the on. church doesn't even know anything about him. No. So, you know, there's so many stories throughout history. Polycarp, sure. another ancient saint that, that when he was speared after uh, being, you know, they tried to put him to death with fire burning at the stake. The fire went over him, wouldn't touch him. So they speared him through the fire. And out of his open wound, a dove flew out oh, in front of hundreds on. of people. A heavenly dove flew out. He was the disciple of John. His name is Polycarp. And the church knows nothing about him. And I, wherever I go, I say, you guys know about Polycarp. And maybe one or two Bible college students may have heard of it. But, but these Jeez. stories, they need to be told of men and I women. Can't. You know, yeah. and even the 12 disciples, I bet the people yeah. watching, you can't even name them. I, I'd almost put money on it that you could name five or six okay. or eight, maybe, but all 12 of them. And the Catholics mm -hmm. pray to them. And we Protestants don't even know who they are. Mm -hmm. We don't even know their names. So mm -hmm. the forgotten disciples of the Lamb, there's nothing like a story and their life story. Every one of them uh, met an untimely death. They were all martyred except John. And even John was put into a boiling pot of oil and they couldn't in burn. front of the Colosseum. <laughs> yeah. And he came out, you know, a little, little greasy, but he was okay. That's right. <laughs> and uh, it, it was said that the entire Colosseum came to Jesus. That's Come why on. Nero or uh, 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 Domitian uh, exiled him because he was, um, you know, anybody that get around him would be converted. So these Men That's and women so change the world. We just need more of Jesus. Yes, we need to yes, be I with can. him. And yes. when you're with him and, and his Lord. glory is on you yes. and, and his presence pours yes. out of you, it's going to reverberate miles and miles around you. So, mm -hmm. yeah, pray for me. I see a couple of comments there. Thank yeah. you. But pray for me that uh, in the midst of my busy translation that I can get this book out. Oh, I've yeah, got yeah. chapters so many ready books. to go. and that I got. Right. Uh, we've got another Come book that's, right that's coming out. Uh, it's actually now out. It's called The Image Maker, where God embedded his image into us. Come and on. We, we know a little oh. bit about the image of God, but we don't know about the likeness. It says his image and likeness. Guess what? His likeness means his likeness. We're going to be like him. So the Come. God likeness Come that on. he put into man is, is going to be revealed in these coming days coming decades god's yes. going to unveil a beautiful bride that's in the image of jesus all of creation is not groaning groaning for the second coming creation is groaning according to romans 8 19 to 21 it's groaning for unveiling of sons and daughters come on oh. Shabba -baba. Yeah. let me tell you something that gets me all fired up because <laughs> i last well just last uh, may i did a conference and my conference was called um uh, ruling and reigning for his kingdom. And it was wow. based on Romans 8. And it was about rising up and taking the authority, right. taking the ownership of who That's you are fine. as a son wow. and as a daughter of Christ. Like, That's we right. have to stop wow. saying, Papa, can you do this? And it's like, I've oh. given you the authority yes. that you are supposed to now trample snakes and scorpions, that you're supposed to lay hands on the sick, that yes. you're supposed to raise the dead. And it's like, you know, we sometimes forget. And so I, uh, one of the things that I keep saying is, 
like, look, if we had a little like miniature Jesus that we could stick in our back pocket, it would remind us, oh, wait a second, Jesus is in my back pocket. Let me just pull him out and show you who you're looking at. Wow. Like, let me just show you, because when people see me, I have, um, I have, there's a testimony that's, um, that th there's this uh, young lady who I have known for, uh, three and a half years who went through like unbelievable things. But the very first wow. time that I met her, the very first time that I met her, <laughs> when she asked for my name or for my phone number, she went through her, through her thing. And she said, um, you know what? I'm not going to put you under Lisa because I have too many Lisas and it's going to be too confusing. I said, oh, all right. She goes, so I'm going to call you Jesus. Do you have a problem with that? And she looked at me to see if I had, and I said, uh -huh. nope. But uh -huh. when I told some of my friends who didn't quite understand, they're like, you can't let her call you Jesus. I said, why not? If that's who she sees when she looks at me, I don't mm -hmm. have a problem with it. She's not seeing me. She's seeing him. I have no problem with well, that. Well, you know, he says in the Song of Songs, and you got to understand, this is the, the key to the heart of Jesus is the song of the ages. It's not the greatest song of Solomon. It's the greatest song ever. Come on. And this song unveils his heart. And he calls us my sister, my bride. Now, the word sister, when I when the Lord visited me, he said, I'm going to give you secrets. And here's the first one he gave me with the breath of God. He said, my sister means my equal. Oh, come because on. Because siblings are equal. They are. Come if you on. look at the root Hebrew word, and I checked this out with it. I mean, uh, multiple Hebrew scholars <laughs> have all said, yes, it can be translated equal. My equal, my bride. If Jesus tells us not to be unequally yoked, oh come on! Would he let his? Not. Would he himself be unequally yoked? So oh. the equal counterpart, the perfect match. Oh. It goes back to this Adam and Eve, the heavenly Eve from his side. We're born in the wounds of Christ from the side of a, of the Lamb. We we came forth, the heavenly Eve, and we are a counterpart. We're going to rule and reign with Him. Doesn't that make us co? Heirs of all things, co-signers, yeah. joint heirs, which means he's the firstborn of many. He's bringing many sons and daughters into this realm of likeness with God. And this sister, my bride, is a revelation that when he told me, this was uh, 10 years ago, he said it will take 20 years for this to touch the church. But when it hits the whole church, it's going to change the world. That one verse my sister, my bride, my equal, my bride, that I'm going to set you on high. You're going to rule at my right hand. We are the scroll in the right hand of God. He holds the scroll in his right hand. Aren't we at the right hand? So we're that living scroll. He's the word. We're the scroll, the living word of God in the volume of the scroll is written in him. So we reveal him as the counterpart, as the bride, so the revelation of the bride and heavenly Eve, this is why the woman is being attacked because yes, yes, Jesus yes. is not coming back for a husband. Uh, uh, speak that again. Seriously now. <laughs> yeah. Boom, I dropped that at, at women on the front line. They, they, screamed, on. they stood on their chairs. They just, Come on. 2,000 sisters just went nuts. They realized yep. Jesus is not coming back for a husband. He's coming That's for a right. bride. He's not coming back for a kingdom. He has one. He's not coming back for a throne. He has one. He's coming back for a bride. That's what he died for. So good. That's why the whole Bible was written. 
from Genesis to Revelation to show us the bridal revelation of God's heart. He's going to fill the earth with people that look like him. That's it. Yeah. That's it. The earth will be populated with lookalikes of Jesus. Well, you know, Pete, it's so funny because one of the things, I don't know who it was, but I, I remember like somebody said to me, they said that the, the enemy didn't realize what was happening at crucifixion <laughs> because, yeah, no because what he did, he made millions of Jesuses. Yeah, problem, he didn't realize. Multiplied. The problem is that the church hasn't realized it, that's but the right. enemy does. The grain yes. of wheat fell into the ground and died, but it's it multiplied. Right. Especially women. And Isaiah, Heck yeah. Isaiah uh, up to 53, chapter 53, which is the beautiful chapter of the crucifixion. Yeah. Mm. Up to 53, it's the servant of the Lord, singular. But yeah. chapter 54 on, it's always plural, servants. So one became many. The principle of one becoming many, that the huh. seed of God is in us. It, it literally... Uh, John, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, John actually uses the word sperma of God is in us. The Greek yes. word sperma, the seed of God is in us. So dust and deity have mingled and kissed. And here oh, we are. Awesome. We carry like Mary, the Christ of glory. There is a divine <laughs> radiance <laughs> that Paul says Jesus won't come back until the bride is radiant. And yeah, the, the yeah. unveiling of the bride of Christ. Yeah, he's taking the veil, you know, unveiled bride, radiant and shining that will touch the nations, the glory of the Lord rising upon us. That's going to be coming. That's the next thing on God's timetable. Don't look at the headlines. Look at what Christ is doing in you to bring forth his likeness to this earth. That's so good. That's so good because there is so much that's going on and people are like, oh, my God, this is happening and this is happening. And I'm like. Did you read the end of the Bible? We win. Stop. <laughs> we win. We don't need another blood moon. We, we need more of the blood of Christ upon us to cleanse us even deeper. Heck and, yeah. You know. but, it, but this is the thing. What the Lord started to talk to me about is he really he brought me to the Tower of Babel. And he showed me that there are people who have different, and we can talk about all the different organizations that people are like, oh no, this is happening. But I'm going to say that these different organizations are all speaking in one accord with one agenda, with the same language. But the church, we're divided. We're a hot mess. And until (laughs) the church comes together, the bride can't be ready because what you actually have is you're having bridal war. That's what you're having. Like, uh-huh. you know, I, I'm, you know, I don't want that bail. I want this. So, you know, and it's like, look, it's it's when we start to when we start to reflect and start to say, okay, this has nothing to do with me, but this has everything to do about he. So let's see what he wants to do. And mm-hmm. I'm just gonna come along. Wow. When we submit ourselves, when we come into that place. Right. Where we say, it's not my will, but it's your will, Papa. So what is it that you want to do? Well, you want a unified bride. You want a unified church. You want us to be like one, like you and the Father are one. That is his heart. He wants oneness, and he does not want division. So as we start, as we stop to take off, that's why they threw off their crowns. Because they mm. did, it wasn't about them. Yeah. It's about him. Right. You know, wow. we, we see like they, yeah. they threw their crowns and we're like, oh, look at that. It's the humility. No, it's because they were nothing. <laughs> yeah. They were nothing without him. I'm nothing right. without him. Amen. Nothing that I do Amen. matters. 
That's why the presence Nothing. is so important. We get in his presence and then yeah. we're not divided. All we see is him. We don't yeah. have our eyes on ourselves or each other, but it's on him. Absolutely. That's why we need to get into his presence. The closer we, we become like him and, and come to him, the closer we become to each other. We look around and realize those, that, that's my brother, my sister right next to me. And, mm -hmm. and so, Glory. you know, on there's not other. enough focus on the kingdom within us. There's, we're, trying to build one, uh -huh. we're trying to build one on seven mountains without one in the mountain of our heart, melting like wax, uh, the pride of man being mm. devastated by the presence of burning presence like a nuclear reactor melting down the pride and the the arrogance and that you know we've got the answer it's mm -hmm. jesus plus nothing equals everything and, and as we come into this jesus only realm uh of you know passion for him of learning more of his love then he can love through us he has a plan to make us more loving than we want to be Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's really interesting because when we when we shift our focus off of ourselves and we really start to allow the Lord to start pouring into us and start to love us into our fullness, into overflowing, when we are so filled up, we don't need it from anybody else. So we don't need the accolades. We don't need to have the spotlight on us. It has nothing to do with it because everything, when we're really starting to do stuff, we, when we truly have a kingdom focus, when we're, we're thinking about the kingdom, we're thinking about the king. That's yeah. the biggest thing. And so if we're not yeah. thinking about the king, then we're thinking about me. And let me tell you something. Yeah. I don't need to be building no castle. I'm just saying. <laughs> You know, there's lots and lots of, of people who are kind of saying that they're doing things. And I, I, I can't believe I'm going to show you that say this, but I had a vision as I was praying and I actually saw Jesus in the spotlight and I saw him completely in the spotlight and I saw different people stepping in front of them, him, right in front of him. And the spotlight now was on them. But they said, well, Jesus is behind me. He's backing me all the way. No, he's not. You stepped in front of him. He was always there. Yeah, like, don't don't cast a shadow on him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, seriously. And so the Lord started to show me, and He said that what He's going to do is He's going to take the spotlight that they think is coming coming from the front, and He's going to reverse it on the back, and He's wow. going to show the stuff. Because there's a lot of people who, because of their wounds and because of their hurts, you know, they're doing things because they think they need to be seen. But when you're seen by the father, you really don't care who sees you. You really don't care because yeah. he sees you. He knows me. You know, when, when there's wow. that verse, he says, he hears me. When Jesus said that before he went and he raised Lazarus, he said, Lord, I thank you that you hear my father. I thank you that you hear me. And I'm saying not for me, but I'm saying that for everybody else. Yeah. He can hear us. Yeah. We know that when, when the Lord hears us, we yeah. know that we're being listened to. It's like a child. A child mm -hmm. will do all kinds of bad things to get a parent's attention mm -hmm. because they yeah. don't think that they're being heard. But when you stop what you're doing and you focus in on your child, that child starts to conform and starts to 
to do the right things and yeah. they realize that they've erred and they they can come into a place of of um I'm sorry I didn't mean to do that and you can have that conversation but when kids are just looking for attention, they they do just crazy things. So that's where yeah, I kind of feel I, like God is changing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we're all those kids looking oh, for our father's yeah. love. We're all needing <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, daddy's heart. And we I love uh, Luke 15. I hope everybody will get the Passion Translation and read those three parables. <laughs> Isn't that pretty? I've got, I've got <laughs> okay. mine with my name on it here. Yeah, I got a blue uh, one. Let's see if I can find one. They call it burgundy, but I call it mahogany because yeah. it's male. There's mine. Yeah, she's got <laughs> blue. Okay, Luke 15, three parables, a lamb, a coin, and a son. And each one of them shows the preciousness of our life before God, that the coin has value. We just think it's a, just a silver coin, you know, that you, you know, they dropped a quarter. No, it was it was her inheritance, it was her legacy. It was very precious to her. So you have uh, a shepherd, a woman, and a father. You have three viewpoints of God himself. You have three viewpoints of who we are. And they all speak of our value, that we're the lamb that he would chase after, even leaving the 90 and 9. What is it? Reckless love, the song mm-hmm. that everybody is arguing about. <laughs> well, you know, he, his love is just crazy. You know, is that is that okay? His yeah, crazy love, his crazy but love that he ran to his son while he was still far off, and and he came to me as a prodigal in uh, 1971. He ran to me while I was still uh, facing court martial, still hiding from God, and he found me and he kissed me over and over. And the Greek text says that he kissed his son not just once; he just kissed him over and over. I mean, he probably smelled like pigs yeah. still. He He's probably was him. dirty from kissing his long him. journey, filthy. Mm-hmm. And yet his father didn't care. His son was home. That's all he wanted. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you ever it, ever having your pity party, go to Luke 15 and read through that chapter and put yourself there. We are the pearl of great price. We mm-hmm. are the treasure mm-hmm. hidden in the field. I know everybody thinks it's Jesus. No, but he's teaching the kingdom within us that he sees us as a pearl that came from a wound in an oyster, a grain of sand that irritated that oyster and formed a pearl. And so out of the wound of Christ's side, we have come forth and we didn't sell everything to get him. He sold everything to get us at the cross. So he bought that pearl of great price. It's you and me. We're the treasure he hid in the world. He says the field is the world. He bought the whole world, the field, to get the treasure hidden within it. Oh, that's so good. That's so, so that's so yeah, good. Yeah, the, the parables I think hold will unlock keys. I think we think we understand the parables. I'm convinced we don't. Yeah, you know, the parable absolutely. of the sower in Matthew, there is no seed that he sows. It doesn't say he sowed seed. It just says he sowed. Well, what did he sow? Later in the chapter, he says, sons of the kingdom. We're what he sowed. If you go back and look at it as the, the, the sons of the kingdom being sowed into this world, that's the parable of the sower. But anyway, no, sure that's love so being good. with you, Lisa. Yeah. Well, I, I, and I just, I just want to go back just a little bit to the... Um, to what you said about the prodigal, you know, one of the things about that, that I saw with the prodigal is that um, I saw the father 
of that son. And every day he came out and he looked for his son every wow. day. Wow. He came out and he looked regardless of the weather, regardless of what he, he every day, because he knew that one day he would return. Wow. And that to me is the true definition of love. It Isn't says that, and it says that true love endures all things. And right. so it must've been so heartbreaking for the father to lose his son, for his son to go off and do these things. But he endured it and he sat there and it says love is patient. So he was patiently waiting, right? And, and it yeah. said that love is kind. And so as soon as he saw him, he forgave him of everything and holds right. no records of wrong. Right. Everything that God is, is wrapped up in love. And so when That's we right. see that true definition of what love is, we actually see it played out in the story with the prodigal. Was he still a son when he was out in the wayward? Heck yeah, place? he was. Yeah. And he never it, lost his sonship. We were chosen in Christ before he laid the foundation of the world. Yes. And that word chosen, the Greek word for chosen means a word. That he chose us to be a word out of his mouth. Inside of that Greek term chosen is embedded the word logos. Eklogoi mm. is the Greek word. And we've been worded from eternity to carry a message to creation that only we can give. We're the poetry, divine poetry, the lyrics of love on two legs. And we speak a message. We live our life a message to creation itself. We we instruct angels, it says. We reveal the mysteries and wisdom of God. So there's such a, a beauty about every one of the viewers. Right now you're watching. I mean, every one of you, you have a beauty that has nothing to do with what you see in the mirror. You won't return of, to him void either. That's right. <laughs> you're going to do what he sends you to do. Yeah. do you're going to fulfill the purpose of your life yes. and calling. I, I, I like to teach it's next to impossible for you to get out of the will of God. Right. So the will of God is not a place yeah. or a location. The will of God is a relationship. And as long as you love him, you're in the will of God. You know, yeah. you can be on the cross crucified next to him, a former thief. But in the you're there loving him. You're in the will of God. Yeah. It's to love Jesus with all your heart. That is yeah. the will of God for you. That's so good. Um, would you guys mind um, praying for everybody who's listening, for them to um, feel that sure. kind of love, that passion, that song of songs, mm -hmm. awakening, that that just like the Shulamite woman, that she was awoken by that love song? Wow. Yeah. Let's, let's pray together. Would you like to start? Honey? Yes, Lord, I thank you, Father, that there's nothing that we can do, Lord Jesus, that your love can't overcome, Father. You say that we're beauty itself to you, Lord Jesus. And so you're calling our audience tonight beautiful, Lord Jesus. Right. Oh, how lovely you're saying over them, Lord Jesus. How lovely their face and how beautiful their voice to you, Lord Jesus. And no matter what they're in right now, Lord, they can call out to you and you can run to them, Father. Even as the prodigal son ran, the father ran, Lord Jesus. And so the father is running to you right now. Whatever the need is, he's going to He's put that robe already on you and the ring on your finger. You are so favored. You are so blessed. He's making you like himself. And so he's just drawing you in right now. He's wrapping you with his glory. He's filling you uh, even more. Holy Spirit is going to overflow 
from you from tonight on. Some of you have felt like you've been so dry and you just haven't heard anything for a long time. He's coming to speak yes, to you tonight. God. He's whispering in your ear, oh, how lovely. Oh, how beautiful. I've not left you. I've not forsaken you. You're mine, and yes, I never God. will give up on you. And if there's some of you maybe that have gone away, a little bit away from him, and you just need a tug back. He's just, he's, I just see him wrapping you in his arms. He's taking you up on his lap on. and giving you that hug and that kiss that you need. And, and so just say to him, kiss me, Lord. Let kiss me. Kiss I need an encounter. Yes. You're going to encounter him tonight. As you go to bed tonight, I just say, Lord, come and whisper to them in their ears. Let there be an open heaven over them to hear you, wow. Lord, and to experience you, Lord, in a greater way than they've ever heard you before, just as Lisa and Brian shared, and I've had encounters. So let them have that encounter to Lord Jesus, and we thank you. Yes, Lord. Lord. We pray that you would silence those voices, yes. Lord, that lie to us, yes. that we would hear the shepherd's voice, the good shepherd, that your sheep will hear your voice and will follow you. And where you lead us is into the tracks of bliss, into the, the chariot tracks of oil and bliss that bring us into your presence, that bring us into paradise, that bring us into the delight of your heart. Show us the affection of the heart of Jesus, Lord, in these days, even in the days of, of being sifted, even in times of, of being uncovered and feeling uncomfortable that in the midst of that, God, there would be the fiery, burning presence of your love in our soul. I just want to speak that out. I feel like there's uh, somebody watching this that you've really been lied to. Your head, your thoughts, the soap opera, the drama in your head has, has just lied to you about your worth, your value before God. And he cherishes you. He gave sacred blood for you. Jesus would rather go to hell for you than live in heaven without you. He loves you so dearly. And let that voice, let his report be the thing that you believe tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. You guys are so awesome. I just adore you. I really <laughs> And I just, I love, I love the Passion Translation. If you guys have not gotten your copy, get it. You can actually go to passionandfire.com and you can get your copy. You can get it on Amazon. I mean, you can go all over. But also, um, Brian and Candace are going to be taking a trip to Israel, which they kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's going to be in October. Yeah. And I think it's the 22nd through the 31st. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Come and, and so, send uh Nine yeah. days with us and Lisa and her husband hopefully will be on the bus. And, <laughs> we're, and we're, we're praying about it. Yeah. Oh, we'd so I love to have that. you. It's life changing, believe me. Yeah. Everybody well, does it's it. Our, it's our 25th wedding anniversary. So that oh, would be what a celebration. You know, Israel could be very romantic. And we've got, got a, we, we can give you a couple of hints for a night <laughs> by yourself <laughs> in, in Jerusalem where yeah. you would love. Uh, love to just be together on your anniversary. That's so beautiful. Well, yeah, on passionatefire.com, up at the top, at the ribbon at the top of the website, that you can see Israel. Just click on that. It has all the information. You can register, be a part. Uh, we have um, Michael Lady coming. Uh, he is uh, from the Northwest. He's a well-known worship leader in parts of the country. Exactly. And he's coming with a number of other worship leaders and teams. So we're going to have a worship 
extravaganza. On. I'm all yeah. about worship. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That is so awesome. And if you guys are interested, um, if you actually go to Passion Fire, I mean, Brian has been uh, writing some blogs. There's um, also, I think there's some teachings. There is a teaching on the book of Revelation. Um, oh. Highly, highly, highly recommended. Highly, mm -hmm. highly, highly. It yeah. helps. You get blessed just from reading the book of Revelation, but when you get this download and this understanding, it's actually a two-part, but when you get this understanding, things start to open up to you in such a way. True. So you definitely want to uh, go on there. There's all different types of Bible studies, but you guys are so awesome. You guys are just, um, I'm just so blessed to have had you on my show. I'd love to have you guys come back and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some other things. Cause there, there's just like so many things that are going on right now in my head <laughs> that I could have gone. But, um, but I just, I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on touch by prayer thank and you, blessing my audience. Yes, thank you. We love you. We bless you. Oh, well, I, I love awesome. you guys too. <laughs> well, thank you guys for, for tuning in. Make sure that you go out, get your copy of the passion translation, start in song of songs. I know most of the time when you start to pick up the Bible, you go to the gospels, but start in song of songs. I am, trust me, it, it's a game changer. It really is a game changer. And it really is going to open up your word, your world to how much the father really loves you and how he pursues wow. you and how he wants to have a deep and passionate relationship with you. So thank you guys so much for coming on. You can definitely check out passionandfire.com to get all of Brian's um, works. You can also sign up uh, for the Israel trip, but maybe we'll see you there. So thank you so much for coming on Brian in Kansas. This has been such a blessing. Thank you, Lisa. God bless you. Love you. Thank you. And I thank you guys for tuning in. This has been so much fun. Just remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.